Welcome to Love This Bitch, the podcast that teaches you how to love your life and accomplish your goals through self-compassion and self-coaching. Now here's your host, MBA and Master Certified Professional Life Coach, Lisa Ogilski. Hello, my loves. So happy to have you join me today, whatever today is for you. <laughs> for me, it's a, a Sunday in December, and it's a lovely day, and I have actually, I think, successfully achieved batch recording because this is my third recording, and I feel good about that. <laughs> so after this, I'm going to go snuggle Benina, my my beautiful little puppy, and just relax and chill and get ready for my week next week. And after that work week, I will be visiting my family in Georgia for a couple weeks. So I'm very excited about that. And I'm going to talk about betrayal and hurt and rejection. <laughs> These are things to talk about when you're in a good mood. There could be a whole episode about of course, betrayal and things like that. There is a whole episode at least one about rejection. I know because it's called rejection, but I feel like it's come up in a lot of other things as well, like in the last dating episode that that I did. But that's actually what <laughs> what made me come up with this episode is I was going to do it as another dating episode about ghosting. I had mentioned that briefly in my first episode about dating, about how people ghost nowadays and Back in the day, I feel like where I'm from, that wouldn't have worked. The girls I know would have just piled up four or five girls deep in a Honda Civic and rode out the guy's house and been like, knock, knock, knock. You need to come out. You got some splaining to do. <laughs> but it's very, very common now. And, you know, I've been researching it and read about it. It's probably, they feel like, been common. It's just now that there's this whole technological aspect to it. It's more talked about and maybe even more common. But the psychology behind that is also connected to rejection and hurt and even like betrayal and friendships because apparently the research shows that there's a lot of ghosting also in friendships. I think it maybe even said more than dating, but I feel like my brain's rejecting that information because I was just like, do friends ghost? Apparently they do. <laughs> That's very common. I know it even happens in business things like where someone is maybe giving you the hard sales push or maybe you're working together, but you're like, I don't want to continue this business relationship. And then you just kind of fade away. <laughs> but reading and researching on this and part of the reason this is such a, a problem for the person on the receiving end is just that there's no closure, right? They don't know why. They don't know why it happened, what the reason was, and that that's very hard for us. And, and of course, some of the articles connected that back to our programming and our instincts when we lived in these tribes and we needed people, you know, that was very important is to see and be able to notice when we weren't connecting, when we weren't right with the group so that we could change that behavior, right? So that we could make sure that we were doing what we needed to do to not get kicked out of the tribe so that we wouldn't die. But now we don't need that. We build our own tribes. There's plenty of people to choose from. You're not going to die of 
exposure, starvation, or neighboring tribes or groups or tigers or anything because you got kicked out of your tribe. But it's still very much programmed into us, this desire to, to fit in. And so when you have this rejection and you don't know why, the brain is like, I can't, I can't, I can't plan for this. I don't know how to prevent this in the future, right? And of course you're hurting, you know, if you had some kind of, you know, this was a good friend or this was someone that you liked and, and they've rejected you and you don't know why, like you're hurting. And so that's like, oh, it's the tiger alarm and I don't know why and <laughs> bad things. And I don't, I, I need to know so this doesn't happen again. It just kind of leaves you open like that. I'll add just a little extra here. <laughs> I've read and it makes a lot of sense. The very reason people do that, especially in like romantic situations, is so they can leave that door open so that it's not definite and they can come up with some reason in the future that will explain it and allow them to connect with you again if they decide that they want to. And so <laughs> that little tidbit connects to the whole thing that I wanted to talk to you about today, and that is how it's that why in some situations, understanding whys about ourselves and our experience is helpful. But in situations where, you know, there's been a betrayal, a hurt, a rejection, I notice, and this is very common, that people will really cling to that why. Why did they do this to me? Why does this person treat me like this? Whether it's a friend or a romantic partner, it's like, why? Why do they do it? Why do they do these things? Why do they tell lies about me at work and, and compete with me at work? Why can't we just be on a team and work together? You know, why are they like this? It sounds almost like an attempt to understand, but in this case, that why is about our thoughts. What we want is for them to say something that makes it easier for us to feel differently or that allows us to think differently about the situation so that we feel differently. So it's still our thoughts. Our thoughts are what's making us feel the negative emotion if we're sad or hurt or whatever it might be. But instead of looking at those thoughts and working on them and choosing what we want to think, instead, we, we tend to want to search for whys or confront the person, which I'm not saying that never confront somebody and never ask why. Of course you can. But when you're just chasing that and constantly asking why this person's doing this, why this is like this, and you can't let that go, then that's constant confrontation is not going to help. And why is that? Because even if they're giving you, they're saying something to you in those confrontations that's allowing you to think differently, but then they continue to act certain ways and you're like, wait, 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 no, 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 <laughs> right? You're just going back to your, your thoughts. And essentially it comes down to reasons and reasons are really just excuses that we think are valid. So what we're looking for is a reason or an excuse that they can offer us that we're like, oh, that, that makes sense. And I can think differently, right? Instead of working through maybe our thoughts, let's say on rejection, and, you know, that it doesn't have anything to do with us. It's all that person's thoughts and feelings and their experiences. It's not about us. It doesn't have anything to do with our value or our worth or our lovability. Instead of working on those like core self-limiting beliefs that many of us hold, we want that person to give us a reason that will let us be like, oh, well, they didn't reject me. 
Or in some cases, we do want them to just flat out reject us because we're like, okay, well, I just confirmed. It's true. I'm unlovable, just like I thought. (laughs) But at least now we can just think that and feel miserable like we did before. It's almost like it's nothing new. It's just a confirmation. Like, oh yeah, I already knew that. (laughs) Sometimes we, we might be looking for that. But generally, we're looking for something that will just make it easier for us to feel better instead of doing all the work ourselves. And so I'll give an example of this related to dating that might help you make sense of of my ramblings. So I know that I've heard a lot of people, I've used this (laughs) before. I know a lot of people that have used this when, you know, someone's interested and you don't want to engage in a relationship with them. If you've recently been in a relationship you can say, I just got out of a relationship, a long-term relationship, and I'm just, I'm not ready yet. And, you know, what's great about that, (laughs) at least for me, is, you know, I like to try and be always as honest as possible, but I also hate to think that I'm hurting someone else's feelings because I'm not anyways. It is their thoughts about it. But I don't like to reject people. And that's something that I struggle with. So that's the truth, right? Like if I just got out of a relationship, I probably do want to work on that. I probably do want to process that experience and what did I learn from it and, you know, feel like I'm ready to move on. And so that's true. There's a but there. And that's not for everybody. Some people have said that phrase and 100% meant it. Absolutely. I'm not saying that. Again, that's what I was saying like about intention in the last episode. It's not saying that any of this is the actual facts, but it's possible that that person has the same but that I have (laughs) because I know other people who've also used it and they had this. And the but is, but if I really liked you, I'd jump in, (laughs) right? Even if I didn't, you know, even if I like, hey, yeah, I'd like to take some time. I know full well in those situations in the past that had I met someone that I did really feel a connection to or really liked, I just would have just done it anyway. <laughs> so it, it's still actually a rejection. But for people who that's a reason, right? That's not an excuse. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, they just need time. Okay, well, that makes sense. They didn't reject me. That could be true, but you don't know if it is or if it is just an excuse. But you are choosing to think that's a reason. That's a good reason. It's a valid reason. So it's still your thoughts. You don't actually have any more facts than you did before. They just said some additional words to you, which may or or may not even be true. And you were like, oh, okay, that sounds good. And now you don't have to do any work. But that's because you're no longer thinking that you're rejected. You're thinking, oh, well, they needed to work on themselves. They needed time. That makes sense. And maybe you've been there and you're like, oh yeah, I know how they feel. But nothing has actually changed. They still do not want to be in a relationship with you at that time. But how you're thinking about it has changed. That's what we're looking for in those situations. I've seen that even like with friendships and not in the ghosting sense, but you know, people will be in these long-term friendships with someone and they're like, they they feel like that person is continually treating them in ways that they have thoughts about, that those are not the ways they should treat a friend. And they just, why? Why do they do this? Why do they do this? And that's about 
your own thoughts. You want to know what's wrong with you that they would treat you this way. You feel like you deserve it, maybe. I don't know your underlying thought issues particularly. These are just examples, but you might feel like none of your friends really like you and you're hard to get along with and you're just glad for the friends that you have. Or, you know, you might think, surely you're missing something. There's some valid, maybe you're thinking, yeah, there's definitely some valid reason that will help me not feel rejected or mistreated if they, if I just knew, like, uh, I wish I understood. But it's really about giving you a reason that you can accept that's easier for you so that you can think differently about the situation. That is something to consider when you're in a situation that you're constantly struggling with why or you feel like that you have this need for closure, that you need to have some particular thing from that person, an apology, an admission that they were wrong, an explanation, and you can't let go because of these things. Look at your thoughts in that situation and how you're thinking about it. What's causing your pain? What are you making it mean about you? That's what it comes back to. Anytime that we adopt other people's thoughts about us that make us feel negative or something someone says, it's what are you making it mean about you that's causing you to feel this way? Because it's not that person that's making you feel that way. It's your thoughts. Because again, if they came to you and they gave you an excuse, <laughs> but let's say you you thought it was just like, oh, okay, that's just an excuse. You wouldn't feel any different. Or you might be like, oh, well, now I can be angry about this because you're just a jerk because that's a horrible reason to do that to someone. Right now you get to feel angry instead of sad. And maybe that a lot of people would think maybe that's preferable. So it's still looking for reasons to feel different instead of actually looking at your own thoughts without whatever reason they give you. Because if it's an excuse, maybe you get to feel angry. If it's an excuse that you think is valid, a reason, then maybe you, you're like, oh, I could let myself off the hook. That's what it was. But as I talked about in that little example, you can take that small example, you know, of the relationship needing a break between relationships. That can apply to all kinds of things. Even if you're 100% sure that's valid, <laughs> that's why they did it. Okay, there are other people who are going to be like, well, but they could have still not acted that way. They could have still, you know, told you they could have done this. They could have done that. They could have overcome that. I know people who have. There are different ways to think about that. But for us, it's one that we're like, okay, that's valid. That helps me feel different. That's what we're looking for. So it's definitely an interesting dynamic. And there is still that part of you that's looking like <laughs> to find out what's wrong with you so you won't get kicked out of the tribe. But even that is a thought to look at because there's nothing wrong with you. The way another person is acting, whether it's a friend, a romantic partner, someone you work with, those actions that maybe are hurtful or feel like a rejection, those are not about you. Those are about their thoughts and feelings. Look at your thoughts. What are you making it mean? And how can you work on those thoughts, process the feelings, sit with the feelings, but how can you work on those thoughts without any input from them? Because you don't actually need that because it's still going to be your thoughts. 
that might make it easier. Wouldn't that be great if we always just had something that makes it easier? But then the next time it happens in whatever situation, different person, different aspect of your life, the issue will still be there if you've not addressed the underlying thoughts that you're having that are causing you pain. So that's what is most important for you is to look into those thoughts and, you know, start identifying those and working on them. So then in the future, you've already done a lot of that work and you don't even feel the same, you know, it doesn't hit you the same way if you have that kind of experience again. And so it's less painful for you or the pain lasts a shorter period of time because you've already changed the thoughts that were actually contributing to that. And maybe you don't need that little bit of help. I've noticed sometimes when I'm struggling about something that I'm thinking I need to do this, but I don't want to. I might be thinking, and I'll just make this up, say, because I don't make up my bed, because that's definitely not something that my ADHD brain is a fan of, and I'm not going to do the work on that because I don't care. (laughs) But let's say I felt like I needed to make up my bed, and I'm like standing there, that's banana jiggling her bills. And I'm standing there and I'm like, I do not want to make up my bed right now. I want to do something else. I'm tired. And I've noticed when I'm in situations where I'm struggling like that with not wanting to do something, I'll sit there. And as soon as an excuse that I think is valid, a reason pops into my head, the whole struggle is over, right? As soon as I'm like, oh, you know what? Actually, I can't make up the bed right now because I'm going to wash the sheets And um, I hear the washer, it'll be done in a little while and I'm going to wash the sheet. So I don't have to make up the bed. And of course I know my brain, I'm not going to, I'm not going to wash the sheets when, (laughs) when the wash runs out either. But for that moment, I'm now allowed to think that I'm not, not doing something that I should be, but I I have a valid reason. I'm going to, I'm going to wash the sheets. We wouldn't make it up and wash the sheets 20 minutes later. That wouldn't make any sense. So ta-da. And now I don't feel bad. Now I'm not judging myself that I'm, you know, lazy or I live in a pigsty and I should do better making up my bed. Again, none of this example applies to me. (laughs) I like my bed to be a mess. I love a big pile of covers. So does banana. Anyways, but what I'm talking about, as soon as I have a reason that I think is valid, it's like, yes, I get to feel differently. But nothing's changed. (laughs) Nothing at all has changed. Just the way I'm thinking about it without doing the work about why I was struggling to make up the bed or whatever it is anyways. So that's the work to do if it's something that you want to work through. Obviously, like I said, the bed making example, maybe not so much. But if there's a friendship or a work relationship, or romantic relationship, that you're feeling this constant struggle and pain over. And maybe even it's something that you're like, well, in the future, I'm just not gonna, I don't want to date anymore. Or I don't want to have these kind of friendships because I could have someone like this in my life again. You know, if it's causing you pain that's affecting your life and how you interact and the opportunities that you go after and the, the things that you want, then that's something to look into and start examining your thoughts and see those thoughts that are untrue and those thoughts that are not serving you and identifying those so you can do the work to change those thoughts and change how you feel without any input from anyone else at all. You don't have to have any closure from that other person. You can work through it and change how you think and feel all on your own. And that helps you know that 
it's about you. You're in charge and you have the power and the choice in the situation. I hope that helps if you've experienced any of that. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. If you want to talk to me about having me as your coach, of course, there is the link to the connection call in the show notes. And I can't wait to meet with you again, (laughs) even though we're here at different times. But I'm excited to continue to share with you. And I look forward to hearing from you about your experiences applying these concepts to your life. So enjoy the rest of your day. I will do the same and I will see you next time.